Okay, so when I go in there for judgment, I need how many points to get into heaven? 1,000. Should be, no problem. I was a good husband, how many points do you think I'll get for that? Oh, two. Two? Well, how much for being a doctor now? I saved lives. Hmm, three points. That's it? What about the time I ran into that burning house to save a kitten? That was good. And? Two points. But I could have died. Two points. I banked a lot on that stupid cat. I'm sorry. So to get into heaven, I need... 1,000 points. And I have... Seven. It's time for you to go in now. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a pretty good fellow. If all I get is seven points, how does anyone get into heaven? They don't take the test. What? Now, why not? Because they know they don't meet God's standards. Then how do they get into heaven? They've asked Jesus to take the test for them. They get in on his score, not theirs. Are you putting your faith in what you can do or accomplish? Or are you putting your faith in God? A simple reminder brought to you by 316 Church in San Antonio. Check us out on the web at 316.org. That's T-H-R-E-E-1-6 dot O-R-G. The voice of Satan calls us to lies, temptation, and deception. It takes us from the truth of God and puts us in spiritual bondage. Satan's voice divides while God's voice unites. The voice voice of God tells us to forgive as we were forgiven. The voice of Satan sows seeds of bitterness. The voice of God tells us to turn away from temptation, to forsake the forbidden fruits, and to instead to trust in him. The voice of Satan justifies our sin. How often are Christians coming to church looking and trying to find Jesus, but instead they are justifying their own sin, justifying their own addiction, justifying what they are going through. God is saying to turn towards him. That he... Welcome to Rising Higher, the radio ministry sponsored by 316 Church in San Antonio, Texas. We are located at 7760 Prue Road between Babcock Road and Bandera Road. Check us out at 316.org. That is T-H-R-E-E-1-6 dot O-R-G. Join us here on KDRY every Monday through Friday at 5.30 p.m. and Saturday mornings at 8.30 a.m. And now, here is your host for Rising Higher, Pastor Randy Garcia. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Here on Rising Higher, perhaps you're listening earlier this week, you know that we started a new sermon series called The Gospel BC. Of course, we have a feeling, and I know for a fact, I'll tell you that right now, that Jesus, his life didn't begin on Christmas morning. We know that he was present in, in the Old Testament. The subtitle to this series is Jesus in the Old Testament. Now today we're going to get into part two, the second of the sermon uh, sermons ministered at 316 recently, and um, Doug McIntosh, who serves as a youth pastor slash young adults pastor at 316 Church, brought a great message called uh, Jesus in the Old Testament, more specifically in Proverbs. You mean Jesus is there in Proverbs? Yeah, that's what we're going to learn about today. So let's get right into our teaching today. Here's Pastor Doug McIntosh with Jesus in the Proverbs. All right. Good morning, 316 Church. How are y'all doing on Super Bowl Sunday? All right. I got to do a quick poll here. How many of you guys think the 49ers are going to win? Let me see a show of hands. Okay. What about the Chiefs? 
Man, it's like a house divided. We're supposed to be united, guys. But my name is Pastor Doug. I am the student ministry pastor here at 316 Church. And I just wanted to show respect real quick, one to Pastor Randall Sean and Pastor Randy. It's always a privilege to speak on a Sunday morning. They are my best friends, parents. They're, I call them my second parents. Thank you guys so much for coming here. It means so much. Um, but we are in our second week of our series, The Gospel BC, in which we are discovering Jesus or characteristics of Jesus that can be found in the Old Testament. And last week, if you weren't here, Pastor Randy kicked off the message, and I encourage you to uh, watch it or listen to it, because he walked through each and every book in the Old Testament and showed how we can see Jesus in that. He focused on uh, the life of Joseph and how Jesus and Joseph shared multiple characteristics throughout their life. This morning, we are, going to be, we are going to continue in our series and discover Jesus in the books of wisdom and primarily be looking in Proverbs. I also just want to say I thought it was ironic that the pastors chose me to speak on wisdom. I was like, I am 30. I was like, Pastor Randy has been doing ministry as long as I have been alive. I feel like he is the more qualified candidate, but then I thought about it. I was like, clearly they must have thought about a scripture. In Proverbs 16:31 says, gray hair is a crown of splendor. It is attained in the way of righteousness. So if gray hair is equated to splendor and righteousness and wisdom, how much more for bald people, am I right? Amen. But on a real note, I am excited to speak to you this morning and to show you how we can see Jesus in Proverbs. And before we dig into the scripture, I want to give some context on the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs was written by King Solomon. And if you remember, King Solomon is the son of King David. And Solomon is attributed to writing three different books. Uh, he's the primary author in Proverbs. He's the author of Ecclesiastes and, and in Song of Solomon. And he is considered to be one of the wisest kings and wisest men to have ever existed. And so because of that, the wisdom that King Solomon had, the nation of Israel had reached its apex, politically, culturally, and economically. And so in Proverbs, there's 31 different chapters, and each contain multiple Proverbs. And a proverb is a short statement that expresses a general truth for practical, godly living. And the term wise and wisdom is repeated 113 different times in the book of Proverbs. That's why it's considered the book of wisdom. But a common theme that you can see throughout Proverbs is the fear of the Lord. It's found 14 different times throughout the book. Now, this idea of fearing God means having a holy reverence for him, and it greatly impacts the way that we live our daily lives. Fearing God is respecting him, obeying him, submitting to his discipline, and worshiping him in awe. Living in the fear of the Lord is not fearing that God will put his hand of retribution on you. It's fearing that he might take his hand off you. So I wanted to be clear on what the fear of the Lord is because that helps us understand wisdom and helps us understand who Jesus is. So now that we've established the context, let's get into the scripture. We're going to be looking at four different poems that are found within the first nine chapters of Proverbs. And in those four poems, we're going to come across four different callings of wisdom. And we are going to see that wisdom isn't just poetry, it's a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. 
Jesus is the embodiment of the wisdom that is written all throughout Proverbs. And the words of wisdom would come alive, be written on the flesh of the Son of God for us to live and guide our lives. Or to put it more simply, Jesus is wisdom incarnate. It's important to understand wisdom because if we understand wisdom, we understand Jesus. And if we understand Jesus, we know that he is calling us to a higher purpose. He's calling us to an everlasting life. Because if we miss wisdom, we miss Jesus. And Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And that no one goes to the Father except through him. So we have to hang on to this moment to understand what wisdom is. So the four different poems that we are going to be looking at are Proverbs 1, Proverbs 3, Proverbs 8, and Proverbs 9. And wisdom is personified as Lady Wisdom, a voice that is calling out. And so we're going to be looking at these four different things on what wisdom is calling us to. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 20 through 33. Wisdom is calling out to us. The first glimpse of wisdom that we get is that wisdom is calling out to us with its voice. Verses 20 through 21 says, Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. Wisdom is first seen calling out to us multiple different times. On top of the wall, at the city's gate, at the public square. And each of these locations that wisdom is calling us to, that is calling out to us, is in a public space. A lot of the times we think that we can't obtain wisdom because we don't know where to find it. When the truth is wisdom is constantly calling out to us. It's not hard to find. If we begin to seek after and look for the wisdom, it's right there in God's word. The truth is, are you looking for it? Wisdom is calling us to a life of godliness, a life of integrity, and to turn away from the other foolish voices that lead us from wisdom, like pride, sinful desires, worldly influences, and even false teachers. But just because wisdom is calling out doesn't mean that we're answering the call. Instead, we often ignore the voice that is constantly calling out to us. How many of you guys get scam calls on your phone? Pastor Randy is the king of this. Like, he gets, what, 15 to 20 phone calls? That might be lowballing it, a day in which it is a scam call. But often we see a number that pops up on our phone, and we answer it, and it's somebody saying, hey, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. And we're quick to hang up or say, don't call me back, or all these different things. In a practical way, when it comes to avoiding scam calls in our real life, we know to ignore it. But whenever the, the deceiver, whenever Satan, whenever he begins to tell us different lies, when he begins to scam and tell us that the success is found in fame, money, power, and sex, and when he begins to tell us all these different things, we buy into those lies versus trusting in the wisdom that God says. And instead of listening to the voice of wisdom, we listen to the voice of the serpent. God is calling us to listen to him. We see how wisdom is constantly ignored all throughout Scripture. Adam and Eve ignored God's wisdom and fell to the lies of the serpent. People ignored Noah before the flood. Pharaoh ignored Moses' demands to the Israelites. The majority of the major and minor prophets were ignored because they were telling truth. And Jesus himself was ignored. But if we choose to listen, if we choose to realize that wisdom is constantly calling out to us, that it's not hiding from us, what is wisdom saying? 
Wisdom is saying in verse 23, repent at my rebuke. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. The first thing that we need to do to embrace wisdom is repentance. To turn from our own foolish ways and to change our pursuit of what the world deems as successful and instead listen to what what the wisdom says to listen to what wisdom is calling us to, to turn towards God and his wisdom instead of trying to rely on our own or what the world says. The truth, only after repentance will wisdom pour itself out. When you look at that scripture, it says to repent, and then it says, then I will pour out my thoughts to you. It starts with repentance because the truth is we cannot be filled with wisdom if we are filled with foolish things. So often we're saying, God, I, need, I want to hear you speak to me. God, I'm looking for your wisdom. God, I'm searching for you. But instead, we are filling our life with meaningless things that are going to not, they're not going to stand the test of time. Instead, we're filling our lives up with sin. And we wonder why we can't hear the voice of wisdom that is calling out to us. It's because we're filling our lives with something else. We have to empty ourselves so that God can pour himself in. Are you listening? Are you filling your life up with wisdom? Or instead, are you filling your life up with worthless things? Wisdom or worthless, God is saying to check your heart. If you're not hearing from God, you need to do a heart check and see if he is calling out to you. Or instead, do you have sin in your life that is blocking you from the voice of God? Jesus is the wisdom that is calling out to us. Jesus is that voice that is constantly telling us to repent of our ways. He's the one that is calling us to, to surrender to him, to turn away from sin. When Jesus was first tempted in the wilderness, he defended himself with scriptures. And then when he began his ministry, the very first word that he said in Matthew four seventeen was repent. That was Christ's first word as he began his ministry was to repent to turn away from sin, rather to, and to turn towards the Son of God, because that brings us closer to the Father. But instead of listening to the voice of Jesus and repenting of our ways, we ignore him. We fill our lives up with pride, greed, money, fame, and because of that, Jesus cannot pour himself in. Jesus is calling us to repentance. Wisdom is calling out to us. I, I believe that. I like that. Wisdom is calling out to us. Now, what are we going to do? Are we going to answer? Hopefully, you're going to answer that call. <laughs> I'm jumping in here to take a quick break. Then we'll be right back with more of this message, Jesus in the Proverbs. Pastor Doug McIntosh did a great job in teaching. We'll get back into more of this right after this short break. You're listening to Rising High right here at AM 1100 KDRY. Brought to you by 316 Church. We are located in the northwest part of San Antonio at 7760 Prue Road between Babcock and Bandera Road. Check us out on the web at 316.org. That's T-H-R-E-E-1-6 dot O-R-G. We'll be right back after a quick break with more of this message, Jesus in the Proverbs. G'day, my name is George H. Santhus. I play John the Disciple. And uh, you can catch season four right now in theaters. And of course, you can watch all of the Chosen episodes on all your favorite streaming services and, of course, on the Chosen app. Hey, San Antonio Duke Johnnets with the Beacon. Boy, have you had enough bad news? Seems like that's all we hear on the television and the radio, across social media and the airwaves. 
we want you to know that there is good news happening in our city. Go to S-A-Beacon, S-A-B-E-A-C-O-N, S-A-Beacon.com, and look for the good news of what God is doing and working all over San Antonio. S-A-Beacon.com, we'll see you there. But thank God for Sunday morning. Thank God for 316. What do you enjoy about 316 Church? My name is David, and I enjoy 316 because of the community and, and the love that's shared. My name is Stephanie, and I enjoy 316 because of the family and the community that this church brings. My name is Juan, and I enjoy 316 Church because of the, the leadership, how they challenge the, the congregation to get out of the box and to open yourself up to, to something that you've never experienced before. My name is Angel, and I enjoy 316 Church for the love and the preaching. Hi, my name is Jessica, and I love 316 Church because ever since I started attending, it feels like home. It feels like a community. It feels like we're all part of one family. Are you looking for a church family? Consider yourself invited to 316 Church. We are located in Northwest San Antonio at 7760 Prue Road between Babcock and Bandera Road. On Sundays, we gather for worship at 1030 a.m. both on campus and for our live stream at www.three16.org. 316 Church, big enough to meet your needs, small enough to care. Thank God for Sunday morning. Thank God for 316. Here's Pastor Doug McIntosh with Jesus and the Proverbs. The second thing that wisdom is calling us to is redemption. The second poem is found in Proverbs 3, verses 13 through 20. And Wisdom is compared to being greater than silver, greater than gold. But then it makes an interesting comparison. It's compared to the tree of life. In verses 17 and 18, it says, Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. Wisdom is compared to the tree of life, and it continues to say that wisdom was present before the beginning of creation itself. In verse 19 and 20, it says, By wisdom the Lord laid the earth's foundation. By understanding he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge the watery depths were divided, and the clouds let drop the dew. The very next poem that we're going to look at in Proverbs 8, it, it continues this thought that wisdom was there before creation. Proverbs 8.23, I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. And it continues on by saying, wisdom was there before the mountains were shaped in verse 25, before the dust of the world in verse 26. It was present when he established the heavens in verse 27. He was, when he assigned the sea its limits in verse 28, and when he marked the foundations of earth in verse 29. Wisdom has always been present. It is always there. It is constantly calling out to us and has been there since the dawn of creation. It was there when Adam and Eve made the conscious choice to not listen to God's wisdom and try to figure out the knowledge of good and evil on their own. They turned away from the voice of wisdom and listened to the voice of the serpent, listened to the deceiver, listened to the father of lies, and tried to figure out what wisdom is on their own. 
They try to identify what is good and evil. And the consequence from eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil resulted in this broken world that we live in. The fall took us out of freedom and fulfillment with the Father and instead put us in bondage of sin with Satan. That the sinful world that we live in is broken, it's suffering, and that it leads to death. And the sinful world that we live in, it shows that we are in desperate need of something, that we are in desperate need of redemption, desperate need of a Savior, someone who can pick up the fallen, who have fallen from God's grace because we have sinned, someone who takes us back to the Garden of Eden, back to paradise lost, someone who, re- someone who can restore everything that we lost in the Garden and take us back to the tree of life. Jesus is calling us to redemption. Jesus is the wisdom that is calling us to redemption. It is only through Jesus' death that we, that we can restore what was lost. We know in John 10.10 that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But as you continue, it says that Jesus has come that they may have life and have life to the full. Jesus is calling us to redemption. While the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, we have a Savior that says he is the way, the truth, and the life. Sin resulted in brokenness, suffering, and death. And Jesus would take that upon himself. Jesus would be broken for us. He would suffer for you, and he would die for you. Jesus' death on the cross represents forgiveness, redemption, and reconciliation. That the cross is a branch that reaches out to connect us back to the tree of life. That we were separated because sin, but Jesus took the sin upon himself. That way he can reach out again to us and to take us back to the tree of life. We're given a second chance, but are we listening to the voice of wisdom? Are you choosing wisdom and choosing Christ, or instead are you listening to the father of lies? But how often do we listen to the wrong voice? God's voice calls us to truth, to love, to righteousness, and it leads to spiritual growth if we obey his voice. The voice of Satan calls us to lies, temptation, and deception. It takes us from the truth of God and puts us in spiritual bondage. Satan's voice divides while God's voice unites. The voice, the voice of God tells us to forgive as we were forgiven. The voice of Satan sows seeds of bitterness. The voice of God tells us to turn away from temptation, to forsake the forbidden fruit, and to instead to trust in him. The voice of Satan justifies our sin. How often are Christians coming to church looking and trying to find Jesus, but instead they are justifying their own sin, justifying their own addiction, justifying what they are going through. God is saying to turn towards him, that he is the wisdom that leads to everlasting life, that connects us back to the tree of life. The voice of God calls us to his truth, the one and only truth, while the voice of Satan calls us to form our own truths. One voice leads us closer to Jesus, the other leads us further away. What voice are you following? The third poem in Proverbs 8, and we talked about how it continued the thought 
that wisdom was present before the dawn of creation. Wisdom is a call of warning. This poem in Proverbs is a call of warning for us to listen to wisdom's instruction and walk in its ways. In verse 32 through 36, it says, Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me, find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me, harm themselves. All who hate me, love death. Wisdom is very clear in the scripture that if we, we are to listen to it, to not disregard it, to cling to it, and that if we find wisdom, we find life and favor from the Lord. But if we ignore wisdom, it leads to harm and destruction and eventually death. How many of you would see a severe weather update or tornado warning and completely ignore it? No one. We had that Texas freeze a few years back, and now if we even get an alert that says that happened, we're going to take it for real as a warning sign and, be, and start to get, become prepared. Are you listening to the warning sign? If we were so quick to listen to the warning signs of weather, should we not listen to the warning signs that wisdom is telling us to watch out for? We need to be aware. We need to be aware of what is warning us, that Anything apart from Jesus leads to death. There's no other path. How often do we miss other warning signs in our life? Yes, sometimes we need those warning signs. And uh, God has a way of sending warning signs to you and I. The question is, are we going to heed those warning signs? Well, we're not done with this message. Unfortunately, we're done with today's program. But uh, we're going to have to continue this message tomorrow, and I hope you can join us. Once again, this is part of the sermon series, The Gospel BC, Jesus in the Old Testament. Our Bible teacher today and tomorrow is Doug McIntosh, and he serves as a youth and young adults pastor at 316 Church, and he's bringing forth this great message called Jesus in the Proverbs. We hope you can join us tomorrow, but for right now, we're going to have to say so long. We'll see you in 23 and a half hours. Thank you once again for tuning in to Rising Hour. Feel free to check us out on the web at 316.org. That's T-H-R-E-E-1-6 dot O-R-G. And or you can check out our Rising Higher podcast from the radio program by going to risinghigher.org. See you tomorrow as we get into the next portion of Jesus in the Proverbs. Hi, this is Mel Fetchel with His Bridge Builders San Antonio. I'd like to invite you to our block party this Saturday. Bring the whole family. Bring some friends from church. This is a family-friendly event. We have all kinds of things you can participate in. We'll start about 9 o'clock. We'll set up, and then you can either choose to go out in the neighborhood and invite people to come and pray with them at their homes, or you can serve popcorn or snow cones or help kids with the bouncer. Uh, we'll always have some great worship music by uh, a local church in the city, and we'll also... Uh, have somebody preach the gospel, and we'll have some prayer time with them. And then we always give uh, something away to the residents in the community. So there's plenty of things you can do. 
And I think you just have a great time serving the Lord and uh, just honoring your commitment as a believer. The block party will be at 710 Arthur Street on the east side of San Antonio. You can find us at hisbridgebuilders-sa.org. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you. God bless.